on that trophy. Second season running, that she's done so in the colours of Manchester City. Oh, lovely footwork there from Weah! A special goal in a special game from Caroline Weah. That is world class. That is outstanding. A worldie from Weah. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of MCW Fancast. I'm Emma. Thanks for listening. Apologies that we couldn't bring this podcast to you any sooner, but we're delighted to bring it to you now. It's been quite a week and we're joined by Dave and Jane from the OSC to relive our magnificent Continental League Cup win against Chelsea at Plough Lane. Dave, Jane, thank you both for joining me. How are you doing? Uh, really good. Uh, had a very enjoyable weekend. So yeah, still uh, still high up on cloud nine. Yeah, same here. <laughs> Just not come down yet. What, what a weekend that was. It's been unbelievable, really. I mean, we'll talk about the derby first because obviously I think that was a big result, especially heading into the preparation for the week, heading into the Conti Cup final. I mean, how did you feel, obviously, heading into that derby game, a big game in terms of, you know, wanting to get the results to ensure the progression as well? Yeah, it was because I, I never quite liked playing the same team twice on the trot. And although there have been two weeks between it with the international break, you know, between the, the, the league game derby that we, we won at the academy and then the FA Cup. So I'm not a great fan of, you know, I always think that makes it a little bit more difficult. Add to that the pressure that it's a local derby, obviously, as well. Um, and you're playing a team that's above us in the league. So, you know, it was going into it, it was always going to be tough away from home. Um, so I, I, was, I was aware of all those things, but knew that we could, we could do well if we played to our potential, like we've been doing recently. I was confident we could get a result. First half really didn't go our way at all, obviously. Selim getting that... That goal from the corner, I mean, it was probably probably deserved. I think United were probably the better half. We just couldn't seem to find our footing in the game. But, I mean, the response, um, you know, Gareth obviously making the changes at half-time and, and the response of the team, I mean, it, it was something else. It really was. I mean, the second-half performance was absolutely outstanding. Um, you know, it's difficult when you go in and you're one nil down at half time. You know, you've got to pick yourself up. You've got to kind of motivate yourself for the second half. Um, so, you know, whatever was said at half time, they came out for that second half with kind of real conviction in everything they did. Um, and I think the fact that we, we managed to get the first goal reasonably early just gave them that belief that we could just go on and get you know, more and more. I thought Gareth, potentially as a manager, played a huge part in that game because he made, he recognised that the changes need to be made and he made them quite quickly as well. Yeah, I think at half-time, obviously, there was a, there was a slight injury to Vicky Lasado, which might have uh, affected um, one of the changes as such. But I think it needed um, just a couple of changes he made. It seemed to change the whole game, the whole, the whole pattern of the game. It was, um, City became, you know, incredibly dominant in the second half and deservedly scored the goals they got. Um, so, you know, I think he should take some credit for that, definitely. I mean, much, probably much to the frustration as well as United. I mean, it really did fall apart a bit for United. Yeah, it did really, to be honest. I think once we'd kind of got a foothold in the game, there, was, there wasn't really any coming back for them. Um, you know, like you said about the halftime substitutions, Hayley Rasso had an absolutely fantastic half of football. She was on fire. 
Um, so it was really, really good to see. But yeah, once we'd kind of got back into the game in that second half, there was only one team that were ever going to come out as winners. And obviously now we've learned that we're going to be facing Everton in the next round, which will take place not this Sunday, but next Sunday. Um, how are you feeling about that? Because obviously we've got a home draw as well there. Yeah, well, that's rare in itself, a home draw. So I think getting to the um, the quarterfinal stage to get a home draw is the, is the big issue, really. You're going to get, the chances are you're going to get a decent side. Uh, Everton are a decent side, but I would fancy us to beat them at home. Uh, so, yeah, I think, I think I think it's not a bad draw, actually. Yeah, I'll take that. And a, few, a couple more games in between that as well, you know, quick turnaround in games. I mean, we've obviously following on from the, the Conti Cup and that win as well. I mean, it's it's really going to stand us in good stead now for the rest of the season. You know, hopefully a, a big win against Chelsea, you know, a piece of silverware as well. I mean, it, it's a, it will massively bolster the side as well. Yeah, to have that trophy kind of in the cabinet already, that done, we've won that. Nobody can take that away from you now, regardless what you do the rest of the season. But so to have that gives the team a massive boost of confidence, I think. And like you say, the games are coming thick and fast now. You know, there's... Midweeks, weekends, kind of the games are bang, 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 one after the other. So it's important, I think, to take some momentum into that and kind of let that motivate you and let that momentum kind of drive you through those games. Yeah, if you can, I think this is when the squad will come into play now. We've got to use the whole squad because, as you say, we've got one game on top of the other. Basically, a game at the weekend and a game midweek for the next few weeks. And they're all crucial. FA Cup speaks for itself. You've got to be at it on the day or you're out. And then we want to, we want to get in that top three. And to do that, you know, we are going to have to win these games. We are going to have to win the majority, if not all, of these league games that are left. So every game now is crucial and we need to be at it. And he needs to have the options available on the bench, as we've just seen in the last two games. If it's not going too well on the day, then he's got those options there to change. Um, You know, we've talked about it many times. Maybe we'll talk about it again a bit later today about, you know, he didn't have that option earlier in the season. He just didn't have it. It wasn't there. And now it has been there and we've seen in the last two games what a massive difference that can make to have options coming off the bench and change things. And I think, you know, that could yet play a massive role in these upcoming games. Players as well that haven't really consistently had many minutes, like the likes of Hayley Russell as well, coming in and just showing their worth and, and having that opportunity that they're able to, you know, turn it on when it's needed. Yeah, well, she's had interruptions with injuries and going away for internationals. But we've seen her just have a little run. Just before we saw Haley hit form, uh, if you think around about the semi-final time against Spurs, Jess Park was in great form. And she was deservedly in the side. Um, I suppose it's about, it's, it's all a balancing act, really, for, for a manager. That's, you know, part of the job is to pick who's who's balancing, you know, who, who's in, in the top form on the day or against a certain opposition. You know, you might have some intel on certain players that you think, right, well, this player will have a better effect against this fullback and things like that. It certainly has, has worked brilliantly in the last few weeks. Um, and we've got to continue to do that now going forward. Right, let's talk about it now because I'm itching. Yeah. <laughs> I'm itching, I'm itching. OK, so obviously Saturday, it was it was a long journey down to Wimbledon, let's be honest, like four hour plus. I weren't even counting the hours in the end, but... I know personally from from obviously being on that coach, the journey felt long, but the things that go through your head <laughs> during that time in the build-up to obviously kick off, I mean, everything's going through your mind at that point. Did it feel the same for you guys? Yeah, definitely. Like you say, it kind of felt like a really long time coming, getting to kick off for the day. Um, 
I was quite confident beforehand. I watched an interview that Esme Morgan did yesterday and she said she woke up that morning and she felt confident and she was kind of going around the players in the dressing room saying, we're going to win this. It's fine. It's not a problem. <laughs> so like she had some kind of sixth sense. And I had a little similar conversation with a few people in the service station who were kind of, oh, it's nearly time, getting a bit nervous on the way. I was like, we've got this in the bag today. We are going to win this game. I wasn't so confident a 1-0 down, but, you know, I still I still felt we had enough kind of what we'd seen the week before. I think that gave us a bit of motivation, knowing that the week before we'd gone a goal behind and we'd been able to come out and play so well. That probably had a big factor in kind of how the team felt during the game and, and were able to to step up to the mark to come back in that second half like we did. It's kind of a good result as well, that United game, to draw upon as well, to carry into sort of a game like this where you know it's going to be really competitive as well because I kind of did feel as though we were underdogs heading into this one. I mean, everybody had pretty much Chelsea down as a, you know, winners before they'd even kick the ball, let's be honest. And um, like you said, I, I didn't feel so nervous on the actual day. I, f- I felt reasonably confident heading into it. And uh, people will probably say, oh yeah, you can say that now because you won. But but genuinely, I did feel really good. You know, we'd had so many results against Chelsea, which hadn't gone our way in recent, you know, in recent games and stuff. When you look at the sort of head-to-heads that we've had with them. And, you know, we've not been that far off uh, and far away from, you know, doing well against them. And, you know, it's one of those games that you know is going to be really competitive. And Chelsea have been, you know, so strong domestically. And, and they've got a fall and falter eventually, surely. You're right there, because when we've had our full squad, we've always given Chelsea a game. I think Emirates has pretty much admitted that herself in some of her interviews going into the game last week. When we're at our full strength, City-Chelsea is usually a tight game. Um, we mentioned it the other week, down at Kings Meadow, it tends to be a very tight game with a few goals here and there. At our place, it tends to be a free-scoring, high high-scoring game, but always still close. I can think of a couple of two-alls, that amazing three-all that time. Um, there's been some amazing games, but they've all been close last year. Um, when we couldn't go and there was the Conte Cup tie, they knocked us out in. That went to extra time. You know, they went two after night. We, we held them then. The other week at, at King's Meadow, we lost 1-0. But, you know, for people that were there at the game that day, City were well worth a point that day. And with a little bit of better finishing that day, I think they'd have got a point. So it, we, we've not been that far off. Now, going down, you're saying the first thing I did when I got to the ground was, we had, you know, the, the teams come out a little bit early and we saw the teams... And when I saw our team and their team, I honestly, my, I got even more confident we could get something. Because you're right, Emma, we are the underdogs going into that game. There's no two ways about that. I'm probably rightly so. It's quite nice in a way to be the underdogs sometimes. Because uh, we're not we're not often the underdogs. I mean, people always expect City to win. But going into this one, we probably were. But when I saw that, you know, that they had some like, I mean, whenever I see Chelsea, one of the main players tends to be Aaron Cuthbert, you know, in the midfield. She's, she's like their... Their engine room, you know, she's a very, very good footballer. And she wasn't playing. And then I heard that Frank Kirby wasn't playing and Jesse Fleming wasn't playing. So I thought, well, they've brought a few players out here. Um, and we're at pretty much full strength. I know we had a couple out. I know Steph's injured and what have you and some of the long-term injuries. But compared to what we had before Christmas, we had a pretty good squad out. So I thought, well, we need to just put everything into this and give it everything we've got. And if we do that, the one thing I was pretty sure of, I wasn't sure we'd win, but I was sure we'd give them a game. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I think we did over the ninety minutes. And I, and I think you know, if your team does turn up and it is a battle, and you might not get the result on the day, you know that City are guaranteed to always put a hundred percent in to a game like that as well. 
Yeah, well, that's important. I think that when you travel that far as fans as well, I think that's all you can ask for. You know, you, you can't guarantee a win, can you? There's a hundred different things could happen. You could play, you could play fantastic and still lose. That's football, you know. But as long as you put the effort in, and they do. And to be fair to the team, look, we can criticise the quality maybe before Christmas and some of the performances. I don't think we can ever criticise the effort this team's put in all season. I think you know, even when things weren't going well, there was effort there. It wasn't coming off, and you know, the, the options. I mean, the times when Gareth, I know, had, I think three substitutes and two of them were goalkeepers, you know, and that's made a massive. Uh, impact, but I don't think the effort for the players that were fit and available, if you look at someone like Alex Greenwood, you know, she's she shone this season in, in, in the face of adversity, you know, she's been unbelievable for City, she was holding the team, the back line together at one point and things like that, so you do you do learn things from, about your team as well, don't you but, um, yeah, going into Sun, uh, Saturday, I just thought if we, I honestly thought if we give, the, give it our best shot, we've got a chance when looking at those recent results against Chelsea, the head-to-heads, do you feel like there comes a time where you've sort of got to use those results as, as fuel to go on and get a win? Yeah, definitely. You know, you can use those. Like you say, the result, the last game where it was a 1-0, kind of knowing how close we were and using that, remembering how it felt to kind of not win that game and think that you deserve something and kind of use that to fuel yourself and to go on and think, no, this time we're coming out with the win. This time we're going to put, you know, every single you know, cliche 110% into it to kind of make sure that we win the game. So I think, you know, you've got to use those, turn them into a positive where you can turn those results into a positive and say, right, this is what we're going to do this time. This is why we're going to win this game. The game gets under the parlay. I've got to say, actually, apart from the pitch, <laughs> it wasn't a bad little stadium in that part. Every while we were on the bus, I was looking, kept looking out, going, "Where are the floodlights? Where is it? Where is it?" <laughs> James saying, "Oh yeah, we're going to get off in a minute." I'm thinking, "Where are we going?" <laughs> it is well hidden, isn't it? Amongst like a load of office blocks and tower blocks, you don't really see it till you're right on top of it, do you? But I mean, the opening twenty minutes was a, a little bit iffy. I think from both teams, I think we sort of we're a little bit tentative. I think Alex Greenwood, for me, in those opening sort of minutes as well, really stood out for me as, you know, somebody that was going to be integral in the game. Um, but every time that Chelsea just hit that attack and they were on the counter, I was oh, I was scared to death. <laughs> Honestly, I'll be honest. I was like, oh, they looked as though they, you know, they they could score and they looked as though they could get a goal. And they did, um, obviously, with the opener through Sam Kerr. Yeah, they are a force to be reckoned with going forward, Chelsea. You know, they've got such quality up front that it takes a lot to keep them out. You know, it takes a it takes a lot to to get a clean sheet against Chelsea is a, a huge, uh, huge thing that doesn't happen very often. So kind of like you say, yeah, it's about it's about defending those moments. It's about getting the ball out where you can. And even though you might not be playing well for those first 20 minutes or so or first <coughs> bit of time um, making sure that, you do everything in your power to, to not concede or to not concede too heavily. Um, and then, because, you know, they're always going to have periods in the game with an attack like that. They will always have periods where they're coming at you and they're attacking you. So it's about what you do in those moments. I think a crucial period, Emma, was after they scored and say like the 15 minutes going into half time. I think it was absolutely crucial at the time that we didn't concede again. Yeah, you know, and I think that was that was a man. And you're right, Alex Greenwood was at the heart of that at the time. She was marshalling that defence because Chelsea were the tails were up. They'd scored. Uh, they probably sensed a little bit of blood at that point. We had had our chances in the first half. Don't get me wrong, Lauren hit the post, and there was a couple of other chances. But 
overall, once Chelsea scored, they really did push us back a little bit, which is, you know, understandable. And that 15 minutes going into our time, I think, was the crucial point. All I kept thinking to myself was, let's get to our time. Thinking, as we said earlier, about the previous game at United, when we were one down, we knew we could change things around um, second half. So that, that was a crucial period for me, that, that 15 minutes going into our time that we didn't concede a second goal, because that would have made it a real mountain to climb. Yeah, it, it really did. But I also thought that we responded really well, like despite the goal, you know, heads didn't drop. You know, I, I think there was a rallying cry from the fans as well. I, I think the atmosphere that we were trying to create, I mean, they were talking about a small pocket of fans, but come on, come on, we were making some noise. It was, And, and I thought it was really good. I mean, everyone really got behind the team and I, and I really do think that was some part of a, a contributing factor as well that, Steph spoke about in the midweek about courage. Gareth has spoke about belief and faith. Uh, I mean, we, we couldn't have asked any more. I mean, you, you take into account where that final was played. It's two miles from Chelsea's home ground. So we're always going to be outnumbered. In, fans had basically three sides of the ground and we had the, the end behind the goal. I thought our support was fantastic. I thought it never stopped. It never wavered. If anything, it got louder when they scored. Like you say, get behind the team. That's when they need you more. I mean, you know yourself, I mean, you was in the middle of it. I thought it was fantastic support. So, yeah, I thought we all played our part there. Well, you know, we, yeah, fair enough, it was near Chelsea's ground, wasn't it? it was all, they were always going to have uh, a lot there, but I wouldn't have called it a small pocket. I was pretty impressed with the turnout of City fans, actually. thought it was well, pretty good. I thought the small pocket wasn't my assumption. Oh, no. No, I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it on the uh, I saw it on the television and stuff. Some, some I think one of them said it on the commentary. I watched it back. I think it, I think it was about about Monday by the time I got around to actually watching the game back. Yeah. And I saw it on there and I thought, well, a little bit unfair. I was you a bit offended. Yeah. <laughs> I was a bit offended. I was taking. I, I was a bit offended. I was like, fall <laughs> okay. <laughs> we made enough noise, don't you worry? Yeah, we were louder than the other three sides put together. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was it was just unbelievable. And I think the second half performance uh, was, I think in in all of the, the cup finals, even probably all of the games that I've seen, I don't think I have ever felt so satisfied by a result, if that makes sense. I just just because I think it was Chelsea. Domestically, they're you know they've they've been on top for years now. Um, the way we won the game, the way we came back and fought from behind to get the result. I mean, how have we how have we become a, a second half team in the last <laughs> couple of weeks? Like it's just unbelievable. A second half team and a second half of the season team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a very satisfying result. Like you say, there were a lot of factors in it, and it felt it felt really special on the day. It did feel really special that result and that that win. I think in the context of the seat, we all know we sit here, we go every week, you know, and, and fans like us, we know the context of this season. We know everything that's happened. So if you take it in the context of this season, I think it's right up there. I think it's right up there as one of our best. Um, you know, obviously winning games at Wembley. Winning, you know, the FA Cup finals, winning the league, fantastic. That very first one when we beat Arsenal that time when we were a young team, you know. Speaking of which, Izzy was there on Saturday, and uh, that was nice to see. That gave me that gave me hope when I seen Izzy as well. But uh, you know, things like that they should never be forgotten because they're all part of what make us what we are. But if you take it into the the context of this season, you're right, Emma. It's a very satisfying one. You know, we've put a trophy in the cabinet now. If you'd have offered us that in September when we were getting beat five 0 at Arsenal with half the team out. <laughs> 
I think we'd have all took that. So it's, it's fantastic. I'm over the moon with it, to be honest with you. Gareth has earned his second piece of silverware as head coach in just under two years since his tenure beginning in May 2022. <laughs> For those that maybe doubted his appointment and questioned his ability, he's now showing he's more than capable of getting the best from this team. They say patience is a virtue. Um, is it starting to feel like that? Maybe? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know... It's, it's really easy to criticise the results that we got in the early part of the season, but I think it's a really unfair bit of criticism because I'm not being funny, anybody would struggle with that level of injuries that we had. Anybody would struggle with having the whole spine of the team um, not playing. So, you know, it's easy to kind of jump on his back, but if you see the way he's playing now and the way the team are playing for him, I think it kind of goes a long way to show that the players have got a lot of respect for him. Um, the performances that we're putting in are, are really showing kind of his worth and the team's worth. Um, so I think, you know, there are some people who should maybe have a little look back over what they've said about the season and might want to change their mind on it. Especially come May, who knows what will happen in May. Don't forget we can go for another trophy yet and we can go for that top three, um, which again, if you take it into the context of this season, amazing. You know, we wouldn't have set out to finish third at the start of the season. Obviously, you want to win it. But you've got to look at it in the context of the season. And if we were to finish third and now we've got one trophy, that would be amazing. Imagine if we finished third and got two. You know, that would, it would be a brilliant season. Add to that the fact, let's not forget he won the FA Cup last season as well. And he took that title race to the very last game. Now, I've seen a lot of things said about Gareth Taylor. Football's about opinions. Fair dues. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. But I think some people, you know, you, you know, I believe he had to come off social media early in the season, things like that, because, you know, what things people were saying, you know, just judge him, at the, judge him at the end of the season. You know, be fair, you know what I mean? Take, take, a, take a balanced view of it all, overall. I've seen people say, oh, Nick wouldn't have done this and Nick wouldn't have done that when he was manager. Nick got a lot of stick when he was manager at City. He won a, if you average it out over his tenure, he won a trophy a year. Brilliant. Can't really ask for more than that. And he qualified for the Champions League more often than not uh, in the latter stages of his of his last four four years in charge. Um, Gareth has kept that up and could even better that now. You know he's won a trophy a year, as you say. I think, given the context of this season, I know I keep saying that word context, but if you give it that, if you do put it into context of this season, it's an amazing achievement, and I think he deserves credit for it, Emma, both overall and as you said, Emma, before even individual games where he's changed the games recently. So it's his man management. And I think you've only got to look at the players. The players rating, the players were all over him after that final was on. If they didn't buy into what he was doing with them on a daily basis, footballers will, will you, you can tell, you can see. But those players were all over Gareth at that final whistle. You know what I mean? He, he's, he, they seem to really buy into what he's saying to them. That's what it looks like to me. I might be wrong, and like I say, everyone's entitled to an opinion. But um, that's my my opinion is, you know, I think he's doing a good job. Yeah. I think you said it there. You know, you, I think you can see it. You know, players want to play for him. Uh, players want to play for each other. Uh, they want to play for the club. They want to play for the fans. And I think that's really come across in, in yeah. this, especially with yeah. the book and the post, all the post-match comments and stuff. And I, I kind of feel like we're seeing the fruition of, of our efforts maybe falling into place and um, you know we've had a fair share of disappointments you know no denying that which may have hindered us previously but perhaps maybe we could be turning a corner now 
Because sometimes these sort of disappointments can make you appreciate these good times even more. Um, you know, the, the start of the season and some of the awful defeats that we had that have set us back. Let's not let's not hide from it. It set us back from where we wanted to be. Um, you know, it, it makes you appreciate the good days even more. Um, we were at the men's game last night, the Champions League game, and they brought Lucy, Kira, and Gareth out onto the onto the pitch with the trophy. That was lovely to see, and he seems to be reveling in that. Um, you know, and rightly so. Why should he not? It's it's amazing. You can only win three domestic trophies, can't you? Well, four if you count the charity shield, which isn't you know. But I mean, there's three major trophies in there domestically to win. He's won one of them. Absolutely fantastic. Plus the fact it's the Conti Cup, and you know, Emma, we have a bit of a special relationship with the Conti Cup, don't we? Because it's the first trophy we won as well. So, you know, we always feel a little bit special. So, and anyone that doesn't doesn't rate it, you know, well, to me, I think you know, they, 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 there's only three trophies to win, and you want to win them all. So. Yeah, I did like the chorus of "We've got our trophy back" at the end. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Can I, I think... just say I, prefer, I did prefer the old trophy, the old round one. You know <laughs> I, what I mean? I quite like the new one. It's just, it's the, I just always thought the old one was a little bit different. Can we not have both trophies? <laughs> it's, it's the title on that, isn't it? There were a lot of, as a team performance overall, I think everybody played their part. But I just want to say how great it is um, having Ellie back in the squad as well, especially in recent games. You know, she's had some big moments. And as much as we all love KB, she will know as much as we all do that I think there is absolutely no one better that she could be handing down that number one shirt to because I, I, I just think she's just been so integral uh, since her return to the squad as well. It gives you such confidence seeing her between the between the sticks on the pitch, you know. Yeah, we've had our fair share of of bad luck with goal injuries this season. So having her back there just gives you it gives you that real confidence from the outset. And you know, it must do the same for the players on the pitch as well. You know, she can pull out absolute worldy saves from from anywhere. So you know that you know that she's got your back, you know that she's there behind you. So it's it's a real, um, must be a real positive feeling for the players knowing that she's back there as well. She did. She did make a great save on Saturday in the second half. Of the, and when it, I think it was one all at the time as well. So if that had gone in, could have been a different game. So, yeah, it's confidence. And like you say, it's the players. Players know she's there behind. That's, that's not, you know, nothing against the goalies we've had in, but it's been hard for them. We've had the third choice keeper. We've had young kids in there who've had to play, you know, in big, big games and done well. But Ellie Roebuck's, one of, if not the best goalkeeper in the in the league, so yeah. you want her, in, you want her to play. Definitely, and I've got to talk about Ellen White. <laughs> Ellen I'm White, wrong. I mean, she's been, since, since like she's just embraced having the captain armband for starters. Yeah. I mean, you know, Alex has played played the blinder as well, but I think she's been hugely influential. Uh, she's certainly done Steph proud. Anyway, really strong. Her work rate, her attitude, her application has been incredible. <laughs> I honestly think, like, if you gave her half the chance, you'd have probably stayed on and played another half an hour. <laughs> um, she was the last one, off, last one off the pitch, despite everyone going in. Uh, she gave everything against Chelsea. She stayed out. She was still doing signings, pitches, even after everyone had gone in. And uh, unbelievable person, Ellen White. She's an absolute, absolute brilliant legend. She. She gets it. She understands how the fans feel about it. She, I love the way that whenever someone scores a goal, she turns around and she like celebrates towards the fans. It's yeah. kind of she knows how much it means to everyone, um, you know, and all the players do. But there's just there's been something special about Ellen recently, especially 
um, where it's just, it's been very noticeable. Like you say, that captain's armband maybe, and she's kind of taken that role really seriously. You know, it's it's not easy to, to follow in the footsteps of Steph because Steph is an absolute legendary captain. Steph is is amazing. I love the I love the sight of them both lifting the trophy together. That was just it was yeah, a really Steph, nice Steph throwing her crutches on the floor to uh, yeah. <laughs> to do it. I, I loved it. Um, but yeah, I think she's probably taken that really seriously because you know it is it's a big role and it's a big responsibility. But she she understands how much it means to the fans. She really does. I think that's why she scores so many goals for England as well. I think she's a big game player. I think she thrives on that sort of atmosphere. The, the, the derby at uh, the academy when she didn't score. But she, we've said on the podcast of the week, she didn't give him a moment's peace. She never stopped that game. She was outstanding. Uh, and then she, you know, the derby at their place, she scores. Um, and, and then, like you say, scores. And she celebrates the other people's goals as much as her own. Like Jane says, you know, she runs to the fans. She just, that's Jane. Went over to the United fans and celebrated with them too. Yeah, didn't she, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she just gets it. She just gets what it means. And, and, and you love that. And I'm so pleased for her as well because... Uh, the score, you know, they've all they've all got the part to play. It doesn't mean that you know people say, oh, she plays it, and maybe well, you look you look at other players that come in and then say, Bunny Shaw will have her parts play. She scored loads of goals in this cup run, Bunny Shaw. She's just you know, and to see them all celebrating together and how much it meant to them all was fantastic. And like Jane said, Ellen even came along at the end, didn't she? With everybody was showing her the medal and, and everything, just just fantastic, really really good. Yeah. I could talk about it all day because it was just such I a great know. night. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be, for me, it's iconic status. I just think it would just be one that will that'll always be remembered. And one of my questions to you both was, how do you feel that this will compare to, to other cup finals? It's hard to say. They're all special in their own way when you win them, aren't they? But I think you're right, Emma. I think it's, uh, it's right up there. Because, uh, well, first of all, it's probably only the second cup final, probably, that we've ever got into as underdogs. Because we used, you know, you were usually favourites, aren't we, when we played someone? Maybe not. Maybe against Arsenal last time, 2019, the one that went to penalties. Maybe that was quite a close one as well. Um, but so to go into it as underdogs and win it so, I mean, we, let's not beat around the bush. In that second half, we battered them. We were all over them. We wanted it more. You could see our midfield dominating their midfield. Kira Walsh, Caroline Weir, not just the goals, Caroline Weir's overall performance. Georgia Stanway, such a measured performances recently. Um, we wanted it more. So when you put all that into context, I think, um, yeah, it's right up there. Emma is one of the best. It's certainly one of the ones I'll never forget. Yeah, it was. It was extremely special. I think for anybody who has followed the team this season and knows kind of the struggles that were there in the early part of the season and has kind of gone through that, the sort of roller coaster of, of emotions that we've been through this season, to get to that final and to kind of win it the way we did, it felt really special. It felt it felt so important. <clears throat> I think so important for the whole team, um, and you could feel that definitely. My yeah. throat's still sore now, as you can probably hear. I'm not oh. going over it yet. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> wait. We're like, have you been on a bender this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> like, not in the way you'd think. <laughs> you don't <Sorry>. even know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's honestly, you can't, I think it's what we needed as fans as well. Um, it kind yeah. of, it just feels like it's just lifted everybody and you're kind of riding on this wave of just positivity. And I just, I really do feel that it's, it feels so strong that I just hope it translates to the, 
you know, to the end of the season and we can just carry it into next season. I know it's a long way away yet, but, you know, just get that strong start and and really just hit things, hit the ground running, really. Because I, yeah. I think that's where we struggled. I agree with you there. I've seen some people say, um, if you take, take a look at City's men's team in the last few years, they've won the League Cup sort of like the end of February. And people have said, oh, well, they need to push on now to try and win the Premier League. Do you think it'll affect them and stuff? It never has. It never has. And I think the, the, the girls have got the same thing now. I, I, I do think, well, obviously, I don't think we're going to win, win the WSL, but, you know, we do need to, every game now is crucial. Every three points is crucial. It's going to be very, very close. And we've got to start on Sunday. We've got a tough game on Sunday at Spurs. And we need to go there. And we need to play as well as we've been playing. There's no two ways about it. We can't, if we drop off at any point, we're probably not going to get that third place. And, and that's not good enough for us at the start of the season. That's, you know, that would have been a disaster. So we, we need to push. Personally, I think we can do it. I think we can, I think we can win enough games to get it. Um, but we have got to keep the levels that we've reached in the last few weeks. The Tottenham semi-final was an outstanding performance. The two derbies, the second half against Chelsea was probably the pinnacle. As you say, it was probably the, where we were at our best. I don't think anyone would have beat us that day the way we were playing. But we've got to try and hit that level now. And it can only help, surely, having won a trophy like that, it can only help and think, look how good we are. You know, after all we've come through, look how good we are when it's a level playing field. Go for it. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's every game now coming up, like you say, is is a cup final, basically. Every game is as important as the next one. But you've just got to focus on one at a time. We can only, this weekend, all we've got to think about is Tottenham getting those points against Tottenham and kind of coming through that game. And then it's time to focus on the next one. Because like we said earlier, they are coming thick and fast now. Um, every player in the squad will play their part in this kind of conclusion of the season. So I think I, I'm pretty confident that we can we can get the results we need. I'm pretty confident that we can. It's just important not to let the momentum slip. And hopefully that win on Saturday just pushes us and pushes us on. We've got Spurs away Sunday. Then we've got four home games. Three in the league, one in the FA Cup. So, and they're pretty much weekend, Wednesday, weekend, Wednesday. So they're going to come pretty fast. It's a small period of time. This is what I was saying before. I think the squad now becomes vital that we've got all these players back because they're all going to have a part to play. He can't play the same eleven for ninety minutes for all those games. It just can't be done. So he's going to have to. Everyone, everyone's got a part to play, and I'm sure they will. And we still obviously got hopefully really positive assurance that, you know, Ke Chloe Kelly's quite close as well. You know, I mean, yeah, that I so. potentially factor into, you know, into Gareth, you know, like you said, managing the team, managing minutes, a good opportunity to, you know, obviously not get her in and play 90 minutes by any means. But, you know, in terms of easing her in, perhaps a really good, good run of games. Well, that would be, oh, what a comeback that would be. Unbelievable. I mean, how good was she last season? We all know she was out. I mean, rightfully player of the year. Absolutely rightfully. She was outstanding, unplayable. Now imagine her at full pelt and Lauren at full pelt. And then what defence is going to be scared of that? Whether you've got Bunny Shaw or Ellen White in the middle or the end of these, you know, wow, what an, what an attack that'll be. Plus our midfield behind it. So Chloe's Chloe's a vital member of the squad. Another one we've not we've not kicked the ball all season. So we yeah. saw her at the cup final. Did you see her on, on Saturday, Emma, climbing over that hoarding? Oh. Yeah. Let me get my ladder. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's that's another boost. It'd be like a new player, it'd be like a new signing. 
Yeah, it is, isn't it? When you've when you've had any length player out for such a, a lengthy spell as well, yeah. um, you know, to, to get that player back in your squad is is just a huge asset, you know. And and with uh, you know Chloe's quality, that is just unbelievable at times. She's you know one of those players that can be just unplayable. Um, you know, it, it really is special and she sort of just lights up the pitch whenever she's on it. So, I, yeah, I can't wait to see her back. Um, really yeah. looking forward to that. And, you know, it, like you said, it's been a, a long long injury uh, and an awful injury, you know, to come back from too. And, yeah, I, I'm sure when it does happen, if it's not this season next, she will receive the biggest applause and, and rightfully so as well. Yeah, definitely. Massively, you know, she's never actually played as a city a city player in front of the fans. So uh, whenever she does get on that pitch, like you say, I think everybody will be on the feet. It'll be an absolute amazing welcome for her. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I mean, is there anything else you guys want to add on to, to the Conti Cup? No, I think we've covered it all. It was just an amazing day out but for everyone that went. Um brilliant. Well, well done on everyone that went. The support was outstanding. I think that helped, especially when we were losing. Um, yeah, just just fantastic. Just memories, memories of a lifetime, really. And uh, let's crack on now and, and and try and you know finish the season in the same vein. Get top three, win the FA Cup. Everyone's happy. <laughs> Simple as that. It's easy, isn't it? <laughs> on to the next. Tottenham Hotspur, <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur at the weekend. Um, obviously away, another long trip not down south. Um, yeah, which is a bit unlucky, really. But it's Tottenham. We should be able to go there. Hopefully, get a good result. And like you said, just just kick on from obviously the Conti Cup. Um, how are you feeling heading into this one? Tough side, Tottenham. They're above us in the league. They're unbeaten at home, I believe. Um, so it's certainly a tough game. But it's the sort of game we need to go and win now. We need to go there and we need to get three points. Um, I'm, I'm confident we can do that the way we're playing. Uh, but we've not got to underestimate them. It's not the Tottenham of last year. I don't think we'll see the Tottenham we saw in that semi-final a few weeks ago. They certainly seem to be on fire at home. Yeah. Um, got some great results. I watched them earlier in the season when they played Arsenal at home and Arsenal equalised very late on. They played excellent that day. Um, Spurs, so it's going to be tough. So, uh, yeah, it's, it, it starts now. Every game, as Jane said, is crucial. And it starts with Spurs on Sunday. So, yeah, we're going down. So, come on, City. I think Tottenham uh, have surprised everybody this season. I think you know, I think we even said they'd surprise themselves when we spoke about them last time. Um, but like you said, you know, they've been relatively consistent and especially at home. Um, and they've picked up some really big wins along the way as well. Um, obviously, their table standing uh, in the league warrants um, that where they are, um, and they've done really well. Um, and it just show again just shows how teams are sort of really bridging that gap as well, Jane. It does definitely. You know, before the season, nobody, I don't think, you know, even Tottenham fans would have been hard pressed to say this is where they'd be at this stage of the season. Um, their home form has been excellent this year, like everyone said. Um, so, you know, it's it's going to need a big performance. We can't just turn up and think, all right, we've just got to turn up for this game. It's going to take a big performance again to get the result there. Um, I'm confident we can do it. To be, I'm confident every week. I'm confident we'll beat anyone all, all the time. I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course we are. After winning that last week. Yeah, that's it. But, you know, I, I am confident that we can get the result. 
but it's going to take it's going to take a good performance again it's not going to be just a case of uh, putting in a half-hearted performance it's going to be a, another big game <coughs> it's not it's not a given is it nothing is in football you've got to work for it yeah. um, but I think again you know we've shown you know everyone's worked so hard um especially you know coming off the back of the international break as well and recent results have, have proven that you know despite when things aren't probably in our favor and it's against us a little bit we've got the character there too to to pull through and get the result yeah definitely yeah we have i think uh last international break went pretty well for most of our players so uh they all came back buzzing we didn't get it obviously you don't want any injuries as well that's a massive Thing where you have so many players away internationally, um, but they all they all had good games and played well. They all come back fighting fit, and the, the camaraderie is there within the squad. You've only got to see that on Saturday with that cup win. How much they all they're all together and all one. All the injured players were there joining in the celebrations. That's great to see. KB was the main cheerleader actually at one point, wasn't she? <laughs> <laughs> she loves the celebration, KB. And Steph, like you say, Esme, you know, they were all there. Chloe. That's great to see. So they're all one and they all know what they've got to do and uh, we'll be behind them all the way, obviously. Exactly. Uh, so prediction-wise, can we get a cheeky one? I think it'll be tight. Um, I'll go 2-0. I'll 2-0 go nil, nil to City. Oh, I was going to say that as well. I you was going to go 2-0 as well. That's what I was thinking. Um, yeah, no. I think it'll be... I don't think it'll be a massively high-scoring game. Um, but yeah, something around a 2-0 mark, I think, would be my prediction what about you going a bit higher i'm gonna i'm gonna say three well that'd be oh, all right. i like that one better. another three now yeah oh you're right a, a good competent confident performance i, I think that would be good that and, would uh, i'd like to see a bit more of bunny i think she's deserving of some more minutes i think, I think you might do i certainly think over the next few weeks we'll see a bit more of everyone that's not been starting yeah. I think, like I said before, I think the squad is massive now in in terms of massive the part it's got to play. I mean, they've all got the parts to play. Jess, Janine, Bunny, they'll all, I think they'll, we'll see them all. I know you've got a bit of travel info day for those that are making the trip. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll give people everyone all the stuff they need for Sunday to Tottenham. So it's Tottenham Hotspur women away. Now Tottenham play at the Hive Stadium, which is Barnet's home ground. Um, I'll give the full address. It's Cannons Park. Camrose Avenue, which is in Edgware, Northwest London, and the satnav code that you'll need is HA86AG. Um, now it's a 12:30 kickoff, as everyone knows, so it's an early start. I'm again, again, I'm afraid, because if you look, put it in your satnav, it says three hours 25 minutes for the journey. So with a stop, you're looking at at least four hours again, all the way down to that London. So um, it's another early start, I'm afraid, guys, for everybody. It's a, it's a bit, if you've been, we've been before, and it's, it's quite a nice, it's a very modern new stadium, quite big, it's 6,500 capacity. They open up the very big stand along the side. It's unreserved seats on the day. Um, so you can either buy them on the website before, they might be a little bit cheaper, or on the day. Now, on the day, I'm going off the last time we went now, it's, it's all run by Spurs rather than Barnet. So there's like a Spurs kiosk outside the turnstiles and it, that's where you get your tickets and your programs last time and it's all outside the stadium and what i will say to everyone is it was completely cashless there was no cash whatsoever so you need to bring your cards and everything because it was all cashless it was actually one of the first to go completely cashless before all the others have done so 
just something to bear in mind for Sunday. Food and drink inside the same. But as I say, you'll see a big kiosk outside the turnstiles. And that's where you get your tickets, your programmes, and then you go in. And it's a nice ground, mixed inside, um, but unreserved seating. So you'll be able to sit with your mates and what have you and everything. It'll be great. So, yeah, we'll see you down there. Anyone that's going, it should be a good day out again. But unfortunately, it's another early start, as I say. Yeah, but then we've got the benefit of like a few home games. So, well, we've got four, haven't we? Yeah, as I said before, <laughs> we've got, I mean, oof, that could make or shape the season, those four home games. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a very rare. I think Reading's rearranged from before Christmas for the COVID cancellation. And then the Everton League games rearranged because of last weekend cup yeah. final. So it's all just, I think City don't want a massive backlog of fixtures towards the end. So they're trying to fit them in now while they can. Have Makes sense, really. So that's next Wednesday evening is the first of those, Reading at home, seven o'clock. So if you're not going to Spurs, anyone will see you against Reading. Brilliant. Well, thanks, guys, for your time. Uh, it was really great to, to relive that. I've really enjoyed chatting to you both. And uh, it was just such a fantastic day. And thank you to all the efforts that the OSC did uh, on match day for the fans as well to get the supporters down there too. No, you're welcome. We had such a great time, didn't we? It was great to see everyone there. OSC down there, all the other City fans that made their own way down there. There was even some um, London City fans that came across and supported us. It was fantastic. Great stuff. That's why... I, I say the support was so good behind that goal because there were so many of them. It was brilliant. Uh, such a late time on a Saturday night. So, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it certainly made the journey home better anyway. Oh, it was good <laughs> oh, oh, that was a good journey home, yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of singing to about halfway, wasn't there? Then everyone just passed out. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. No, it was it. It was brilliant. Definitely one that I won't forget anytime soon anyway. I'm sure, surely treasure for, for a long, long time. So, yeah, definitely up there with one of the best away days yeah you're but, welcome anyway thanks emma we'll see you uh see you soon yeah you too i'll see you soon take care take, take care. care thank bye. you bye. and that's it for this week's episode thanks to dave and jane for joining me on this week's show it's been absolutely fantastic to relive that country cup final once again this week has been crazy it's been so consuming but in the in the best possible way all the photos all the behind the scenes all the content that's come out from the club this week and the fa and others has been absolutely fantastic and it's it's been so special and it will definitely be one to remember be remembered for for all the right reasons as well and looking forward to seeing what the rest of the season will bring now hopefully the celebrations will continue on wednesday night a city welcome Reading to the Academy Stadium. We're going to be taking a bit of a short break with the podcast as we're going on a little bit of a holiday, uh, but we'll be back in a couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, in the meantime, stay safe and stay well, and we'll see you soon.